ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy, two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now, here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Hey, friends. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. Thanks for joining us for the show today. I have a special guest. My co-host, Latan Roland Murphy, is doing a writing conference. So she's not in the studio with me today, but I do have a special guest for us today. And my name is Amy Lane Martinez, and I'm so glad that you joined us for Real Victory Radio today. Real Victory Radio is all about getting real, ready, and equipped for an authentic life of real victory. And we're going to hear an exciting story today about how you can trust God and how you can believe in him. And we're going to jump right in. My show today is going to have a very special guest. We have Jeffrey Moore with us, and he has written a book called We Believed. And we're going to talk about it, and you're going to love it. Jeffrey Moore is a son, a husband, a father, a minister, an author, and a treasure hunter. He and his wife, Christine, reside in Aurora, Colorado, USA, right here, with their five incredible children. He loves spending time with his family, preferably on a Caribbean beach when possible. Me too. (laughs) That's my favorite place. He also craves Mexican food. Okay, I like him even more now. Uh, Jeffrey and Christine are also co-founders of Set Cell Ministries. He loves sharing his experiences and learnings on sonship, healing, and adoption. You can contact him at we believe we believed book dot com, and we'll repeat that and have it in the show notes too. We believed book dot com. Welcome to the show, Jeffrey. Thank you so much, Amy. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. And, you know, every guest on this show, we're just going to come out of the gates with this. Every guest on Real Victory Radio gets to answer this one question. Where in your life have you experienced the most victory? That's a great question. Um, I think for me, it's in this concept of pursuing the promises of God for a long time. You know, the story that you're going to hear about today that we're going to talk about is one that took 10 years from when God first told us, gave this, us this call to adoption until it was actually worked out and we actually adopted children. And there was a lot of parts along the way that we had to try to figure out, you know, what's going on here. I like to kind of think about God giving us like puzzle pieces, but sometimes we don't see the box lid. And so we get all these puzzle pieces and we have to put them on the table in front of us. And sometimes we try to connect them together and maybe they don't fit together. We have to take them back apart, but there's all these puzzle pieces. And I think that sometimes people give up too quickly. They get two or three puzzle pieces and they say, I don't know what this looks like. I don't know what the picture is. I don't know what God's doing in my life. Um, I'm just gonna, I don't know. I'm going to put it in, a, in the drawer somewhere, but I have found that, you know, God is so faithful And if you just keep collecting those puzzle pieces and keep putting them on the table and just trusting that at the right time, he's going to show you what the picture really looks like, um, that it is amazing. And that is the way, like Hebrews talks about, through faith and patience to um, inherit the promises of God. 
And that is an area I really feel like that I've I found a lot of victory in in my life. Victory in perseverance. Wow. That's yeah. a hard one. That's a hard one. My brother told me a long time ago that that was one of the things that he saw in me. And I've always held on to that. And then after he passed away a few years ago, it was something that I even more held on to because I had to help his kids persevere. So perseverance is a huge place to have victory. And it's not an easy one. And you're going to tell us a little bit more about what that looks like. And 10 years is a long time, Jeffrey. It is, you know, um, you looking back, maybe it's not so long, but in the process, when you're going day to day, uh, it is a long time. But, you know, there's a lot of biblical examples of lots of time passing. I mean, David had, you know, decades that passed between when he was anointed king before he became uh, actually became king. Uh, Abraham had to wait for Isaac. I mean, waiting is not unbiblical. Right. I think that sometimes we, we get this idea in our society because everything is. Uh, microwaves and tweets and just what is happening in the moment that we forget that's, that God has a process. And, and many times it's that process and it's the character that he's developing in us through that process that's really as important to him as the end of the journey. I think that is so true. I think I wrote a blog one time that said that the the journey is as important as the destination. Yes, it's totally that process agree. of getting there. And you and your wife did that along the way during this this entire long process of getting to a fulfilled dream that you had. And I yes. want to talk a little bit about that. And I think a question to ask you to, to get us going in that direction would be that in your book, you talk a lot about hearing from God. How do does he usually speak to you? I do. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways that I find that God speaks to me. And, you know, in the early days uh, as a Christian, I didn't understand that I was hearing God's voice more than I really thought I was. I thought maybe I wasn't hearing him at all. I knew I had the written word. I had the Bible and I could read that. I could understand his general will. But in those moments where you really needed the counsel, you know, of the Lord, of the Holy Spirit, I wasn't comfortable or confident that I was really hearing his voice until I heard this teaching um, that said, look, when we speak to each other, the sound goes into our ear and then to our brain and then to our spirit. But God is not a man. God is a spirit. And so when he speaks to us, he speaks primarily to our spirit first. And then our spirit communicates the message to our brain. And that's why sometimes you hear something from God and your spirit gets really excited about it and thinks, wow, that's amazing. And then all of a sudden your brain goes, oh, no, how, how am I going to do that? You know, all the questions are coming up. Right. Yeah. And um, so that is one way that God is, speaks to us, is just speaking to our spirit inside of us first. And um, another way is through dreams and visions. And uh, I've always had dreams. I don't have them all the time or every night. Um, I didn't always think that they came from the Lord. And I still don't think every dream comes from the Lord. But I do think, you know, there's biblical precedent for God speaking to us in the night seasons, in dreams, in visions. Um, and in fact, it was a vision that led us uh, into this journey that we began. Well, are you going to tell us a little bit more about that vision? Because I, would, I think that that is going to be some really good conversation. The vision that you had with, um, I believe it was on the beach, your uh, favorite place. Uh, you know, I, the, the setting of the scene was on a beach. Okay. It was exactly. So in this vision, and I like to just give a pre ample to a vision when people have different concepts of what that means. But for me, you know, I was awake. It was not a dream sleeping, mm -hmm. um, but it's much more vivid than just my imagination. And so in this vision, I was floating in the ocean 
Um, it was a very calm scene. It was at night. I was being carried by something in the water, like a current or something. And I walked up onto this beach of a deserted tropical island. And lying on the sand of all around the sand were these beautiful gemstones or jewels. And they were glowing with an internal fire. And they were like the size of golf balls or bigger. I mean, they were enormous. And so I just looking around, there's this beautiful scene in front of me, all these gemstones lying around in the sand. And I reached down to pick one up in the vision. And when I did, the vision ended and the Lord spoke something to my spirit that was so powerful. He said, my son, are you willing to be carried by my spirit to a land far away to pick up the jewels that no one else even knows about? Oh, my gosh. You know, we talked about earlier that we might have the ugly cry while we were in here talking about your story. And that is so touching. I what a beautiful way for him to give you this calling and this dream and this vision to do what you guys did. And I want to know so much more about that. You wrote your book. We believed about this. And I bet it took a lot of belief to take that very first step after you had that vision. And, you know, how did you even decide what does that mean? That's that's a beautiful vision, but carrying that out that's a whole that's your story. That's the story. Yeah. And you know, after that experience, right after that experience, the Lord said, he said, um, I'm thinking back and I'm envisioning the vision at this moment, you know? Um, and so he kind of pulled back the curtain of heaven a little bit and just gave me this glimpse of our future. Mm-hmm. And he really told me that those jewels on the beach represented children that we were to go to another place, another land, another culture, and adopt those children and bring them into our family. And that started the journey. That was in May of 2007. Um, And at the same time, he gave us uh, kind of a word and said he wanted us to go to this country uh, of Burkina Faso, which is in West Africa. Um, We'd had some connections there before. And so I kind of put those things together, you know, uh, a family mission trip to Africa and the adoption. And I said, hey, let's go. Let's go do it. Um, And so we went six months later uh, on a family mission trip, my wife and our three-year-old son, Joshua, at the time. uh, And we thought we were going to come back with an adopted child. We were woefully unprepared for the length of time that normal international adoptions take um, because we didn't have any concept at that point. We hadn't really considered adoption. But we told everyone, we told friends, family, our pastor, you know, we thought we might come back from this trip with an adopted child. We went on the trip. We were there for two weeks. We stayed in an orphanage. We volunteered at an orphanage, um, did a lot of great things there, saw the Lord work through us in amazing ways, but never connected with a child that we thought we were supposed to adopt. We came back from that trip very disillusioned. I was going to say that could be really devastating. And I know that um, a lot of times when things like that happen, when things when God doesn't work the way that we think he's going to, we we have this sense of feeling defeated, like, mm-hmm. oh, we didn't measure up. We didn't do Maybe we didn't do it right. Maybe we didn't go to the right place or hear him correctly. How did you manage to walk through the disillusionment and the defeat when you came back? And then, I mean, that was early in the game. It was. Oh, yeah, that was the the first year. Um, You know, I'm glad you said that because I felt the same way. I mean, all the questions, you know, did I miss it? Did I not hear God correctly? What happened? And so it took some time to process that and be willing to go back and listen to the Lord. I've always been a journaler. So I write things down, especially things that I believe that God is telling me. Um, I write those in a journal. I don't do it every day. Um, I'm not I don't just write my story every day, but 
When I feel like something's important, I, I write it down. So I got to a season where I said, you know, I, I've got to figure this out. You know, did we miss it? What's going on? So I went back to the journal and started reading through those things again, the vision and a number of other things, confirmations that God had given us and just praying over those and just taking time to let the Lord speak to me. And I felt like in the moment that God said, you know, I, I, you haven't missed it. You know, it's still in front of you. Of course, at that point, it was still nine years in front of us, you know, and so. Yeah, uh, but had you known that, you would have been like, uh, I'm out. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you exactly. wouldn't have wanted to persevere like that I, long. I wouldn't have. No. You know, I wouldn't Isn't have. that sweet how he does that, how he so graciously allows us to not really see the whole picture? We right. spend our whole lives wanting to know everything and to know the next step and to see the whole picture. But it's God's grace that that doesn't show us everything all at one time because our minds couldn't handle it you're exactly right i totally agree you know we if we knew the 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 pain the the trials the difficulties that we we're going to face it would make it very difficult we would just want to close up and, and not do any of it but god knows that he is going to equip us and provide for us for the things that he calls us to he knows that he's going to be with us no matter what challenges we face or obstacles we have to overcome that he is going to be walking right with us you know, in that process. And that's really the most important part. It really is. And when we know that, I think there's a confidence that we, not only a hope, but a confidence that we can derive from knowing that he is with us. Mm. And it's like that. I, I think in your bio, it says that you're a treasure hunter. And when we are hunting for treasure, we've got to be willing to dig in and, and get to the good stuff with him. That's true. And I think that that is one of the places where we can remember where he's shown up for us in the past and get the confidence and the hope that we need to press on to go to the next thing. Yeah. That remembering is really, really important. Um, we all have times in our life where we've seen God do amazing things. We've seen him do miracles. We've seen him give us answers, you know, to prayers. And sometimes we have to go back to those things to remind ourselves um, that God hasn't changed. He's always good. He's always for us. He always knows what's happening and he's in control. And uh, just remembering that is powerful. And I think that's why for me, journaling has been so important, but just being able to go back, you know, into other seasons in my life and just recall the goodness of God in those seasons. Jeffrey, it is so important to write stuff down. And I love that you wrote it down in a book for us. And we'll talk about more about where you can find that later. But what is the one thing today that you really want the listeners mm. to know about your story or about what's going on even today with your story? Mm -hmm. What's that one thing that you really want us to walk away from this short 26 minutes from? With? Well, that's easy. Um, it's God's faithfulness. It really is. You know, over those 10 years of our journey when God, between when God first told us about adoption to when we actually went to Peru to adopt the four kids that we adopted, um, there were a lot of things that God told us. You know, there were dreams that we mentioned, you know, the vision. Um, there were other things that just as we, I would read the word that God would quietly give, you know, that assurance in my spirit. Um, there were prophetic words that other people gave to us at different times. And I wrote all those things down. We had 15 pages of typed things like that uh, about the adoption journey over those 10 years. Wow. And Amy, I can tell you that not a one of those things um, failed to come true. Mm. everything that God said came true. So we can really learn from your story to believe. Yes. To believe what God says. Yeah. Believe in his faithfulness. 
and, and I would add, maybe just as important is believe even when you don't understand, you know, um, to be able to say the Lord. I mean, Mary had that experience, right? When the angel came and said, you know, you're going to have the Messiah, you're going to have Jesus. And she said, I don't know how that's going to happen, but let it be so. And I think that's such a powerful way that we can uh, approach God and his promises in our life is to say, even, you know, sometimes God does make it very clear, but other times it's a little bit more um, hidden maybe for a season. And to be able to say, Lord, I don't understand. I don't understand the full picture. I don't know everything you're doing here, but let it be so. I have a verse on my phone and it's my screensaver. And it's, I believe John 13, seven, I'm going to have to look it up, but it says, you don't understand what I'm doing right now, mm. but one day you will. And I am clinging to that in reference to my prodigal. That's powerful. You know, I have mm. to believe that I can't see what's going on right now. You couldn't see what's going on right now. And maybe you as the listener today can't see what's going on in the middle of your situation, but there is hope yes. and we can count on him because he is faithful. And one day, maybe not this side of heaven, but one day we'll be able to see where his fingerprints were on every bit of our story. Yeah. That's so encouraging. Yeah. That's a great word. You know, my, uh, my great grandmother, um, used to make quilts and, um, I'd go over to her house sometimes, uh, when I was growing up and when you make a quilt, you, you quilt it from the back. Right. And so yes. the part that you see is very chaotic. It's just all these strings and colors and, and pieces and everything. And you, you kind of wonder, what is this? You know, is this how, how's this going to look when it's done? But then when the quilt is turned over mm -hmm. and you see it from the front yep. and everything is in place, everything is beautiful. Um, you realize, wow, okay. You know, these two sides are related. It's the same quilt, yeah. you know, but it depends on which side you look from. You know, which side you're seeing it from uh, really makes a difference in, in your experience uh, and in your journey, I think. I love how God does that. He takes all the stuff and he weaves it together and he makes something so beautiful that we can't see when you're up close to the, mm. the back side of it. You have to wait till it's finished and you turn it over and it's this beautiful thing and you want to show it off and you want to tell the world. And that's the whole point of what our stories like your story and we believed is so that we can go out and share the goodness of God in the land of the living yes. right here, right now, that it's a here and now thing. It's not a later thing. It's something that we can experience right now with him. That's right. And I want to encourage the listener today who may be feeling discouraged or defeated or, you know, just downcast that you can believe in the faithfulness of God. He, yes. he will show up in your mess, in your pit, in your, the chaos of your life and the adventures. Yes. You know, in yes, all of it, yeah, in all of it, he's, he's walking with us uh, through the good times and the difficult times as well. And I was right. I looked that uh, verse up on my phone and I don't have my, that phone in front of me, but I looked at the actual Bible verse up and it is John 13, seven that says, you don't know what I'm doing right now, but one day you will be able to see it. So that's, that's definitely a paraphrase because the word is so much better. <laughs> um, Jeffrey, let's see. I want to ask you another question. When you look back now, what aspects of God's character do you find most revealed through your story in 
we, we talked about the faithfulness, but mm-hmm. there has to be even more of his his goodness and his character that shines through. What else? What else just really jumps off the page in the book uh, that you wrote for the, the listener? Yeah. You know, um, his goodness is just so amazing. And um, the we've just experienced it in so many different ways. You know, our, our kids, our four kids have been home for two years now. And um, it's been it's been really challenging, uh, but every month has gotten better. It really has. The first couple of months were very difficult. Uh, as you can imagine, uh, we were a family of three, uh, my wife and I and our, and our uh, oldest son, and then bringing four other kids into the family. Uh, it was difficult. And the neat thing is, is that they're siblings. They are. They that's are bi- really neat. They are biological siblings. Wow. They are. That doesn't always happen in adoption. It doesn't. That's one of the reasons we actually chose Peru, because uh, Peru keeps their siblings together. Some countries don't. Yes. But we wanted to support that, because uh, we were getting a Peru for a large family, uh, sibling group, and so we wanted to, to partner with a country that could do that as well. I bet that was exciting. You said you went to several different countries. Where are you finding opportunities to share your story with others? You know, uh, at churches, um, I've been able to do that just a little bit. I'm I'm just growing into that, kind of getting started. Um, I wrote the book with the idea, not just to chronicle the story, but really to encourage others um, to connect with the promises of God. I believe that everyone has promises from God. Sometimes there are those big dreams that are in the back of our mind that seem so big. We don't even want to tell anybody about them because we feel like if I tell somebody about that, they're going to think I'm crazy. You know, they're going to say, well, you can't do that, you know, but it's those big dreams that, that you have that God has given you. Um, it, it could be adoption. It could be something totally different. You know, it could be starting a business. It could be. And you know what? I want to say we're getting ready to go into prayer because we're out of time already. I can't believe it. But your book is not just about the adoption process. I want people to know that, that this is not it's a story of adoption. But there's so much more in there about the goodness and faithfulness of God that it applies to so many other areas of our lives. So I wanted to point that out. And Jeffrey, would you help pray out the show today? We've got about three and a half minutes left. I would love to. I would love to have you pray over the listeners today, just however, whatever the Spirit's leading you. Thank you. All right. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your goodness, for your faithfulness. You are amazing. You are truly, truly um, incredible. The way that you shine your love to us, the way that you weave our stories together, the way that you allow us to partner with you to advance your kingdom. Father, I pray for that listener right now that knows that they have some promises from you, but they haven't yet figured out how to connect with those promises and how to work it out. I pray for grace in the midst of their um, time and their struggle. I pray for courage that they could say yes to everything that you've said to them, to the promises that you've given to them. And Father, I pray for the listener that um, maybe doesn't have a promise yet and is not even sure what that means. And I pray that you would open the eyes of their heart, the eyes of their spirit, that they'd be able to see and hear you more clearly in their lives and just be able to experience your goodness and your faithfulness for themselves and to know that you have more for them. You have more for all of us. Uh, even than what we're living right now today, you have more and you are wanting to use our gifts uh, and the things that you've given to us and blessed us with to bless others, to encourage others and to draw even more people into your kingdom. In Jesus name I pray. 
Amen. Amen. Jeffrey, that was a great prayer for our listeners. And I want to encourage you all to go grab his book, We Believed. Tell us where we can find that real quick. You can go to my website at webelievedbook.com. If you sign up there, you'll get chapter one for free. Uh, you can also find the book on Amazon in paperback and uh, ebook. And is that the best place to connect with you at webelievedbook.com? Yes, that's correct. Webelievedbook.com. All right. It has been such a pleasure to have you on the show. And I know you've encouraged the listeners today to trust God, to believe in him. And I want to remind our listeners that you can contact us at gocourageously at realvictoryradio.org. And we also have our new website that is a work in progress, y'all. Please give us grace there. But it is real realvictoryradio.org and we would love for you to stop by there learn more about Latan Roland Murphy my co-host and myself you can also join the victory movement we can't do this without you we are a listener supported radio outreach program ministry and we would love for you to join us at the victory movement over on the website at realvictoryradio.org and i just want to again say thank you to jeffrey moore for being in studio with us i love in studio interviews Thanks for being with us today. It's been such a pleasure. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we just want to encourage you to go courageously and live victoriously. Thanks for joining us for Real Victory Radio. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio.